Welcome to What's Next, the podcast that delves into the exhilarating world of nonlinear careers and the art of successful pivots. Join your host, Tamira Lechner, as she explores the diverse pathways of entrepreneurial spirits who thrive while working and playing across multiple disciplines. Whether you're firmly established in your career, contemplating a change, or simply seeking inspiration, these conversations with fascinating people will ignite your curiosity and inform your own journey. Tune in to discover how mindset and action plus your own secret sauce can lead to extraordinary personal and professional growth, no matter where life takes you. Welcome to What's Next, a podcast that delves into the exhilarating world of nonlinear careers and the art of a successful pivot. I'm your host, Tamara Lechner, and this week I am here with my special guest, Britta. Now, Britta, I may need your assistance in saying your last name, Britta Kuk. How bad did I butcher it, Britta? Klokochnik. It's actually... Klokochnik. It's actually Bohemian, and it's supposed to mean um, bell caster. Well, there you go. That's my learning for today. So I have known Britta, who also goes by Kramer, if you're looking for her on LinkedIn. Britta and I have been working together for three years, and so I wanted to invite her to join me on an episode because I know where she's been recently. But the first question I usually begin with, Britta, is what's your origin story? Because in order to know what you're pivoting to, it's super important to know where you begin. So in five minutes or less, can you give me a career highlight reel? Okay. Um, It's actually pretty quick to do this. Um, I studied history. So everyone asked me if I wanted to become a teacher. And I kind of did the next next best thing. I did not become a teacher. I became a management consultant. Um, And that was a very interesting career choice. I knew I wanted to be in New York. I knew I wanted to do something that was constantly changing and constantly having me learn. And management consulting fit that bill. So I started at AT Kearney and went straight into operations. So all of a sudden, I was in a manufacturing context, looking at logistics, things I had never had any kind of contact with before. Um, So the learning curve turned out to be exactly what I thought it would be, Um, something new every day. Um, Moved on to um, leaving New York, moved on to Germany, and to Booz Allen, where I moved into consumer goods. Uh, and so moving very much from the operations side to much more the sales side of um, different industries. And probably the red thread that went through all of that was a fascination with organizational excellence. So whatever projects I was involved in, they tended to become long term and they tended to focus on making the whole organization work better, not just on very specific topics. And so I ended up making partner at Booz Allen, which was very exciting. Especially for a woman, right? Yeah, it was great. I was the, uh, there were 13 women partners out of 250 at the time that I made partner. And I got to be one of the first women in Europe. And that was extremely exciting. And then I realized that um, there's more to life than consulting. And that if I want to use the full flexibility that consulting and working project-based offers, I wasn't going to do that in a big consultancy. So I struck out on my own 
2002 with two colleagues, and we founded our own consultancy and focused very much on privately owned companies in Europe, so still large companies, but working directly with owners who were taking their companies in specific directions. That was hugely, hugely fun. Um, and I was very much focusing on the growth revenue side of the equation as opposed to the cost side that I had focused on in early parts of my career. And so that took me to, yeah, the present time, very much in consultancy. Um, love it. Love working with clients. But it's always a one-off. It's always unique. It's always custom. Um, it's very much individualized. Love that part of it too, but it's not something you can scale. And it's not something that ramps up with technology. And those are things that are very much part of our world today and part of the challenge of work tomorrow. And they're fascinating. And that's about my pivot. So I think we're into your next question. That's where I come from. <laughs> that, that was a very succinct and very clear answer. And it actually filled some gaps. I knew about your history, but I loved hearing that, that kind of framing of first I was on this side and then I was on that side. And I guess what I would love you to share with our audience, because they don't know this about you and I, even though you and I worked together for three years, we started together thanks to our mutual friend Elka. I met Elka at a conference in Australia and you met Elka how? Ah, uh, Elka was actually my maid of honor. Um oh, I wow. met Elke. Yes, I met Elka. Her her husband Klaus is a, a colleague of mine and was one of the two consultants that I founded my own consultancy with. So Klaus and I had worked very closely together and so I got to know Elka and we became friends instantly. Um, she's very much everything that a consultant is not. She's very <laughs> unconventional. She's uh, and, and she's a very much a people person rather than an analytics person. And so she was a beautiful balance to a lot of the things that are every day in consultancy, looking at the facts, looking at analytical uh, approach, very cognitive approach to things. And Elke has a very um, people-centric approach to things. And that felt like a really nice compliment. So I'm going to jump in and fast track our three years during COVID. Basically, Elka introduces Britta and I, and we come together with this beautiful idea of applying human skills, the skills of flourishing, to education. And the three of us begin a German-founded startup called Create Positive. And we had the absolute pleasure of listening to teachers around the world tell us what they needed during the beginning of the pandemic to help them cope with an unbelievable level of stress in an already high-stress job. Um, the three of us wanted a scalable, repeatable solution to helping teachers learn skills that they didn't necessarily have. Many figured it out along the way, but most teachers weren't taught about positive relations and emotional intelligence and all of the things that sit inside positive psychology or positive education. Britta and Elka and I had grand plans 
uh, to bring this to the world. And I won't go into the whole story, but let's just say we've sold off parts of the business. We've separated parts of the business and Create Positive is now Elka's baby. And Britta and I are on to the next wonderful adventure in our life together. Um, is, that, is that a good summary of our last three years, Britta, at high speed? That is a very, very concise uh, version of events. And I think you touched on some of the things that were really amazing about that journey, which was focusing on the human skills, the soft skills, the um, which is actually how we got into, I think, what we're doing now. Um, because as we look forward, um, we've got this amazing technology that has burst into mainstream. Uh, it's been around for a while, but now it's become very much mainstream, which is AI. Um, and what used to be the fear of all those um, manual labor being automated in uh, production lines now all of a sudden it's the knowledge workers who are running scared of being made obsolete by technology, by AI. And this posed for me very much the interesting question of what is the uniquely human piece that needs to work hand in hand with AI to um, yeah, create more value in the future. Um, so, how do those human skills that we looked at bringing into schools with the idea of upskilling teachers so they can upskill students on these very human future skills? Um, how do we actually not just upskill that, but combine that with the technology of AI so that um, you get the nuance of human and the power of AI? in future work. And I think that's where you and I kind of found our fascination, um, not going into the educational space, but already going into um, existing work. Um, the things very much like consulting that used to be a one-off and saying, all right, how can we do this at scale um, using human skills and art human intelligence and artificial intelligence? Well said. So yes, definitely you and I share that. And I, I think where we're different, uh, if we look to why we work together well and why, why we can pivot together, um, I think I'm pretty fair in saving, saying that I am fast and furious and I tend Absolutely. to be a generalist who looks at the big picture and you balance me beautifully by doing a deep dive and slowing me down in a smart way. Um, yeah, I, th I think that's the, the beauty of this is actually being able to seesaw back and forth. Um, and um, I'm probably a much better editor than I am a writer. And you are an amazingly fast writer. Um, and you will just do those broad brush contours. You will intuitively link up these amazing concepts. And it's it's fun to work with you to then build those out um, and look at things critically and um, yeah, flesh out some of those things that you, you are taking a lead in. And um, I think that's the fun part of it is putting together the creativity and the critical thinking. 
Um, and you bring a lot of zest and creativity to everything we do and a lot of focus on getting it done. Um, and I bring, I think, some of that, um, yeah, rigor that makes it round. Oh, well, you definitely bring rigor and so much more because I love working with you and I'm going to ask our audience to think of someone that they've worked with who makes what they do better in a way that you can't wait to pass what you've done off to the other person, whether it's a colleague or your boss, that you know whatever you've started is going to end up as a better product because you have this team. And I think as I'm thinking how this can help our audience, because most people who are listening are considering some type of career pivot. Some of these pivots are by choice, that people are intentionally leaving a company that's not aligned with their values. Others are in these large tech layoffs that we're seeing. And again, a lot of people are blaming AI. I know you and I have talked about all of the jobs that are going to open up because of those pivots and this new technology. And so what I'm wondering from your experience, because you look at things with a lens in a way that's very different than I do, what do you see that somebody who has to pivot, who didn't want this, who didn't choose this, around the network and the people in their life, what can they be looking for to help them figure out what is next for them? Well, I think that one of the things that, um, I mean, you and I came together on a completely different mission, but then found that our tag teaming um, led us in a direction that I wouldn't have gone alone and maybe you wouldn't have gone alone. Um, so, and, and pivoting alone is a lonely and risky thing. So finding someone or a team that continues to give you that tag teaming that, that allows you to um, grow and, and, and reflect with somebody else. Um, I think going on a pivot, not by yourself, and that may be just having conversations with your network, bouncing your ideas off of people, um, getting that will take you in directions that you may not have foreseen. So when you pivot, I think, that's the point where you need to be pinging off your network, playing with ideas, getting people's input. Um, and you'll find that that tag teaming with you, pinging ideas off of you develops my own ideas a lot more and takes it in directions that I would just kind of spin and maybe navel gaze. And you give me an impulse and an input or an impulse, and that takes me in a different direction. Um, and we, we tend to, it's, it's like a tennis match, you know, it's a great volley and all of a sudden you, you start playing even above your own, um, level because you're just playing with somebody and they, they up your game. Um, so I think this idea of having sounding boards, um, playing your ideas with somebody else who's also thinking about open futures, um, that becomes critical at a point where you're looking for new directions and to reinvent yourself, your, your job, your situation. Um, 
reaching and people love doing that. People love hearing your ideas and giving you um, feedback and ideas. And so I think that becomes, it becomes motivating for you. It becomes energizing and it frees your thinking and keeps you from ruminating. So I find that 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 brings a freshness and a motivation to a pivot um, that nothing else could do. I'm grabbing onto the word that you said, keeping you from rumination. And one of the things that popped into my consciousness uh, as you were speaking, and I couldn't agree more that finding someone who's a great tennis partner who makes you better is, it's a beautiful way to think about this. You and I are both mums to sons who are starting. So a different kind of pivot. They're pivoting from school to life. And so taking that same question and considering what would you tell your son or my son around that network of friends uh, and how you can ask and what you can ask in order to successfully land someplace where you are going to be seen and heard and valued for your strengths, because even those brand new career people have some strengths, but figuring out that right fit can feel difficult. Like I know that I hear, uh, my son was telling me the other day, he had gone to an interview for an internship um, in Beverly Hills at a real estate company. And he said, I have no experience in real estate. And I tried really hard not to laugh. Um, thinking, of course you don't, <laughs> what 20 year old does. Um, and, and then understanding though, how that really feels true that I don't have any experience. So what would you tell your son or my son when they're looking to network for a pivot? Um, I'm actually, I think it's the opposite of experience that drives them. And that's actually very attractive about them, um, to anyone who wants to give them an opportunity. Um, no one's looking for experience in a 20 year old. What they're looking for is curiosity and passion. Um, so I think as they're, as my son and sons, both of them, um, one's now 19, the other one's 17. So they're both kind of on the cusp and thinking about what do they want to study or do they want to do an apprenticeship or, you know, where are they going with all this? Um, and so it's less about what you're, what you like doing because you don't know that yet, but what are you really passionate about? learning about? What are you curious about? What can't you wait to discover something about? So what piques your curiosity is, is kind of, I think, um, the guidance. So it's not, do you have experience in real estate? It's, do you want to get into real estate? Does real estate interest and, and drive you? And do you have a, a ton of questions? If you don't, then it's probably the wrong area. That's really great advice. And what I heard you talk about were two values that I hear of regularly from you, which is curiosity and learning. Uh, am I correct in pinpointing those as, as some of your values? Definitely. Um, I'm convinced, actually, not just for myself, but for everyone. When you stop being curious, when you stop learning, you stagnate. Um, and it's hard to be motivated when you're not curious and learning. Yeah, I think we see those at the opposite ends of a diagnostic spectrum. The difference yeah. between being curious about something and learning about something versus being 
not motivated or bored or whatever it is that you are when you've lost interest. Lack of interest. We know lack of interest, lack of hope is problematic. Yep. So I, I want to take this one step further because we've highlighted two of your values and often career highs and career lows further spotlight your values. So without going into the full details, can you think of one career high and one career low that you'd share with our audience? Definitely a career high. Um, the the client, the program that took me to partner was not just because it took me to partner, but it started off as a very small assignment of me for four weeks supporting um, a client in an HR presentation. And it grew over three years into um, a program which had 35 full-time consultants on it, working across seven different projects, doing everything from product relaunches um, to reconfiguration of the manufacturing sites to um, looking at marketing. I just it had a huge scope oh, acquisition of, of, a, of a frozen food <laughs> um, <laughs> company. It, it had a huge, huge variety of projects. And we were working with the client on almost every aspect of their business and very much um, the client's people and, and the consultants um, racing each other and with each other for great results. I mean, it had just enormous momentum in it. And I guess this, this, this one comes back to something. There are people who say, wow, this is a great topic. This is a great problem to be working on and I'll do it with any team. And then there's um, people who kind of say, you know, you can give me the most boring topic. You can give me the most hopeless kind of project, but give me the great team and we'll make something of it. We'll make something awesome of it. And um, this building this program with this client and working so closely with a huge, huge group of incredibly talented people, um, having fun making things happen, um, just one of my key values is, is having a great team, um, ha- working with great people. They inspire me. Um, you just, you create great things and that becomes fun no matter what you start, where you start with a great group of people. Um, and, and almost anybody can, any group of people can become a great group of people. If you find the right, um, the right themes, the right, um, dynamic in that group. And so, yeah, I think one of the things that's really inspires me, I, I love working with a great team. I love creating a great team. I love being part of a great team. Um, and, and, and to me, yeah, that's a lot about achievement, but it's also the way you achieve with each other. I was just going to say, it is a lot about achievement. And even if you hadn't achieved all those feelings would still <laughs> be there. And so it's like the icing on the cake that yes, I had a great team and a great assignment and it went well. But what I heard you talking a lot about was your team and your fun. And that's Mm -hmm. another theme. And I think this theme comes back to why you and I are a little bit intrigued, not a little bit intrigued, we're a lot intrigued about AI, because it feels fun. People talk about playing with AI. And it's been a long time since something 
has come into the mainstream workplace that everybody's told to play with it. It, yeah, I think I think playing is 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 really the key to that, and and curiosity. It's and you know, it, it's a tool. It's it's a tool, and it's a fantastically versatile and and um, a tool that's being defined. It's 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 in it's becoming. It is not mm. a set thing. It is becoming, um, and it's limited just by our imagination on how we. Um, deploy it, and so I think those are those are all intriguing and fun and interesting things because, um, yeah, play is how we learn as human beings. Um, play is how we develop things, and and so being playful, <laughs> taking I mean, it can also be extremely frustrating, um, and and there's there's discipline around it as well, but. Um, if you haven't got that sense of play and curiosity that's driving the whole thing, um, I, I don't think it can take it as far as when you take that playful approach, which which is what you know we're working on. And and you had mentioned before about being forced to pivot and the threat of AI as well. Mm. And I know that because um, we also spoke about our sons. Um, you know, talking to teachers who are who are very concerned about how can we can make sure that kids aren't cheating with AI or <laughs> handing in chat GPT essays. And it's kind of like, that's the wrong question. Um, it's not about cheating by using it. It's ask them to use it. Have them turn in the first version of the essay directly from chat GPT and then tell you how they improved it how they worked with it. What's the next level that they went to? What's the next prompt that they asked? How did they refine it? How did they critically check? You know, how did they ask the, the, the opposite question and, and validate what they're getting? Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's not the threat of how do I stop this from happening? It's about how do I work with this? What, what can I, what are all the amazing things I can do with this tool um, if I use it in, in a, in a creative and constructive way. I could not agree more. And I'm going to come back to this because I'm not going to let you get off without answering the second part of <laughs> my question, which normally I, I wouldn't be this organized, right? Normally you're the one who says, but what about the second part of the two part question, but I'm coming back to it. So I'm I'm going to come back to this tech, but I want to hear about your career low. Um, <laughs> my career low was probably realizing that um, in one of the um, kind of assessment stages in the consultancy, that what was being held up as an ideal in my company was for everyone to be perfect at everything. So um, the assessment was, where are you lacking? Um, and it, it, this comes back to one of your, your strengths uh, comments. So you could be, it, we had one guy, he was amazing, really amazing. So then we got to criticizing his choice of ties because there was nothing else to criticize about him. He had incredible people skills. He was amazing, analytical. He was selling like crazy. So we ended up talking about his poor choice of ties. We had to find something to criticize. We had to find something he couldn't do well. 
And, you know, and, and that's where, you know, you're getting the message. You're one of our best people developers. You're incredibly, um, you know, em- empathetic with the client. You get amazing um, reviews on the excellence of your work. But, and then it started criticism. And this was a real low to me because um, nobody, I, I didn't want to be perfect at everything. I know what I'm good at some things and I'm not so good at other things. Um, and I wanted to be deployed and praised and um, contributing for the things I do really well, rather than focusing on the things that aren't my strengths, that other people do better. Um, I wanted to partner with people who complemented my strengths um, rather than have to do everything and be everything myself. And this was a real disappointment to me because otherwise I I do love a lot of things, but consultancies tend to be a meritocracy. So it's sink or swim. Um, So you're surrounded by amazing people who have incredible strengths. And then to go through this assessment process and see the focus on everything they're lacking, it just felt so wrong. And, and that was kind of an epiphany. It wouldn't was one of the reasons that I decided to um, found my own company uh, because I found that to be kind of a fatal flaw in the system. And so what did you do differently in your own company that would never lead to Thai criticism, which I'm now going to take as a terminology. If if we get into the woods in our own business, I'm going to say, is this Thai criticism? And you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, a metaphor for so much. Um, it, it's teamwork. It's collaboration. Um, no one's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, you know, wisdoms. No one's an island. Why should you, and that's one of the, the problems in school. In school, everything, all the tests is just you. Please don't share information. Everyone do his own thing. Um, working with other people is cheating, you know. Um, in real life, in the world out there, working with other people is the point. Um, you can't be the best at everything. And, and, and of course, you've got blind spots. So... Um, to me, the key is collaborating. And to me, is the key is recognizing your strengths and recognizing where you don't have strengths and finding people who do have strengths in that area. Um, that challenges you. And it also um, builds you up because somebody else is doing the things that you can't do as well. And, and together, you're better. Um, and so I think that put the, the value of collaboration the skills you need to collaborate with people um, and, and quite frankly, collaborating with AI as a person, that, 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 that is also a sense of collaboration. Um, I can never research or search as much as AI can. Um, but at the other fight, but you know, directing it, asking you the right questions, peeling the onion, that's something that maybe I can do better than AI. Um, and that's so, so I think this, this, this idea of collaboration and complementing and also challenging and having divergent views, all of those values, um, yeah, that, that's, that's how I would counteract that low. That's what we tried to do differently in our company. Um, it's a theme of how I've worked with clients in the past. 
Thank you for that. You've, you've rounded out some strong values from team to learning to collaboration. And I heard some hints of fairness in there because I know fairness is, is a huge one for you. And then play and being someone who's had the joy of working with you regularly across three years, I see those all come to life. One of the things that you and I have talked about in some of our training and also some of our work where we are assessing the data of other companies and how their teams work and their strengths and their challenges. Um, that's where you and I are playing together right now is looking at those large sets of data. Uh, and what I'm wondering when you think of all of the, the values or the strengths, whatever words you want to use, what one do you notice that you undervalue or don't appreciate as much as the others? Like, is, is there one, I, I certainly can think of some in mind, but is there one for you that's like, yeah, that one's not really important to me. <laughs> um, hmm. This is a, it's it that's uh, I'm not sure this is the right answer for you um it's one I'm bad at and therefore I try to overcompensate with other things but actually you can't overcompensate and and you cannot substitute for it which is discipline um I you know pursuing curiosity pursuing interests um pursuing a topic uh, those are all things and then saying no cutting it off because this is not the most important thing at the moment, or this also needs to get done. The discipline to not pursue um, the play, <laughs> to not pursue the, the, the subject. Um, I think that's one that I, I know how valuable it is because I have too little of it sometimes. Um, um, I love how we, we spot those things in their absence, right? It's, it's a superpower yeah. of most humans. <laughs> Absolutely. This, this is, this is the flaw and this is where your discipline, your drive to get things done, um, as opposed to pursuing the, the X, you know, the nth, um, version of things, um, just really gives me guardrails that I have trouble putting there myself. So, um, this is why it's difficult to say that I undervalue it. Um, I value it very much, but I don't, um, I don't give it the service it needs. Mm. And this again, comes back to if it's not one of your strengths, find somebody out there who has it and work with them. Let them be your discipline because you're not um, as disciplined as you might be. Or, I mean, this is, this is one where um, you definitely uh, provide me with things that I have trouble providing myself with sometimes. We we seesaw up and down. This mm -hmm. that is what we do, right? Because I would say you're disciplined deeply in ways that I am not around doing the full deep dive. <laughs> so it's 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 our balance. And so I think to our audience, that's the lesson: is you don't have to be all of the things. Um, yeah. Britta really beautifully explained the danger of looking for perfectionism. And yep. actually you can create a team that has all of the skills, all of the talents, all of the strengths, all of the values. One person doesn't need to have them all. 
Yeah, and 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 then knowing where you um, give somebody else more room because you know you're realizing, hey, this is not where I play. You're you have a huge um, you have a wonderful sense of visual humor. Um, you're just very quick at getting those visual metaphors that just hit the nail on the head and and that are extremely fun as well. And so it's it's great to bat an idea at you, but then I let you run because you're much better at that than I am. Um, and then it's I I I just step back and and can be in awe of what you create. So realizing where those those compliments are and creating the room for people to be brilliant in their strengths. Um, that's part of also realizing not you don't have to be all things to all people or have to be perfect at all things. Um, I, I love being able to step back and be the observer at looking at somebody else just go at their strengths. And, and you do that beautifully with, with visuals, for example. And that's where I can just take a step back and just admire as opposed to <laughs> doing it. Well, thank you. I'm going to ask you only one more question because we are recording this late in Britta's night. She, again, is in Germany and I'm on Vancouver Island in Canada. Uh, but one thing that I'm curious to know, I know what we're building together. But if you if you threw that aside for a second and pretended mm -hmm. we weren't building a company together and I asked you this question, what are your must haves for your what's next? Ah, <laughs> must have is it has to be fun. It really has to be fun. I have to enjoy it. Um, and it has to be new. Um, I need to be able to learn things from it. It, it has to be someplace I haven't been before. I, I don't want to um, run the 17th version of what I've done before. I. I know where I've been. I know what I've done um, onto new things. So it's, it's taking the skills that I've developed in the past and applying it to something new and discovering new things. So it, fun and discovery um, are both things that I'm looking in for the next thing. And so it's also taking me out of my comfort zone. Um, and, and those are three things that are must-haves. And boy, we're finding them. <laughs> so... <laughs> we've got bing bing and bing all right yeah. so if you could wave a magic wand and see yourself five years from now where would that put you based on where you've been where you think you're going and and where you might be in five years and this will be the last question I promise <laughs> um handing things on to a next generation um, who is going to take it further and to new places than where we've taken it. Um, so I would love in five years to have created something wonderful and be passing it on. Um, still taking an interest, but no longer being the driver. That to me would be tremendous. Well said, and I don't think we need to add anything to that. That was that was a beautiful summary of where you've been, where you might go, and and how the future could play out. Thank you. Yep. Is there anything, Britta, that I didn't ask you that you really wanted to have the opportunity to talk about? 
Nope, I really, really enjoyed this talk. Thank you so much, Tamara. And and it's funny because, as we said before we started recording this, um, it's it's a great opportunity to reflect and not give you a pitch that I've thought about before, but um, think about things real time. Um, and thank you for that opportunity to reflect on my own pivot. Uh, it was it was great doing it together. And to our audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and learning from Britta's experience. And remember, whether you actively leap toward the future or you're kind of thrown into a moving train, what's next is inevitable and enjoying it is all up to you.